What's up, witches? Welcome back to another staff meeting at the Corporate Coven. Let's run through today's agenda. We'll start with a check-in question that helps us reflect and integrate the medicine of current astrology. I'll then share an overview of this week's major astrological transits and planetary alignments so you can mark your calendars. We'll then move into phase management, where we forecast the energetic shifts of the week ahead using the lunar phases and the journey of the moon through the zodiac wheel. And then finally, I'll walk you through a day-by-day deep dive of the astrology weather for the week ahead. And this is great if you are more technical or aspiring to be more technical when learning to interpret the cosmic messages of these celestial giants. Thank you for joining me. Let's get into it. What's up, witches? Welcome back. Welcome to another staff meeting at the Corporate Coven. And I'm a little bit late on this one, but we're not surprised, are we? If you were following on my Instagram stories, then you know that I was MIA, actually. I was out most of the work week at an offsite. My organization has gone through some restructuring, which is why I kind of announced in a few episodes back about the change in my role and kind of the new scope of my responsibilities. And we have new team members as well. And so my organization dedicated some time to getting together people that, you know, are working out of state. We all came to one central location, really long days, a lot of, I would say like more strategic work, you know, how do we organize ourselves? What do we need? things of that nature came into the conversation and it was a lot and I was busy and I am very exhausted. And then on top of all of that, I hosted Bunko at my house this weekend. I posted the recipes that I made for dinner on my Instagram stories. It was a lot of cooking, a lot of standing. I kind of am worried that my back will never recover. And so For the check-in question today, we are going to move into a bit of a meditation. And I always say a bit just because I want to acknowledge that a lot of you listen to me when you're driving, when you're doing the dishes, we are busy, busy witches. And so you're invited to follow along in this mindfulness practice and As always, be conscientious of your space and your environment and make sure that whatever you are doing, you feel safe. So we are going to begin by finding ourselves in stillness. If you are seated, then I would invite you to sit firmly on the chair, on the bed, on the floor, wherever you are. Legs uncrossed, bum firmly planted, and spine straight. If you are listening to this and you're standing, again, uncross your legs, uncross your arms. Try to find the equilibrium in between your hips, especially. Breathing in, inviting length into your spine. And exhaling through the mouth relaxing into your chair, into your feet, breathing in again through the nose, finding length in your spine, and letting it go through the mouth. Continue breathing in and out of your nose, out of 
rhythm that feels comfortable to you. There's no need to control your breathing. No need to count or to time it. Breathing in deeply into your belly and out again through your mouth. Taking this moment to tune into your body. Taking this moment to acknowledge the sensations. Noticing any areas that feel tight. Any areas where you're feeling discomfort. And when you find that area, breathing into it. And exhaling it out. Breathing in. Visualize light going to that area of the body. Wrapping around your muscles, your ligaments. And letting it go on the exhale. So often when we feel tired, overworked, overrun, we turn to things that will help us continue moving forward. More coffee, more energy drinks, more exercise, more stimulation, more light, in through the nose. And out through the mouth. Continuing to notice the sensations in your body. Feeling into any area of tension. Making minor movements to be more comfortable in this space. Taking the time to acknowledge your body, your anchor in this world. Honoring the wisdom and the experiences stored in your body and experienced through those physical sensations, the five senses. Taking a moment and saying thank you to those tense spaces in your body. Those areas in your body that hold and contain those experiences, those sensations, holding the stress, holding the worry, holding the doubt holding the work. Thank you. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. Gently finding movement 
opening your eyes, coming into the room, your space, wherever you are. This week is a continued invitation to move into those dark spaces. To notice the areas that feel uncomfortable or painful or frustrating or sore, tense, tight. Instead of shaming that or feeling frustrated and eagerly moving away from it, instead giving it your undivided attention, giving it your focus. And honoring those spaces that hold the difficulty. Thank you for checking in with me. The point of a check-in question, if you're ever sitting in a meeting and you're wondering, why is my leader bringing me through this? A check-in question brings you into the meeting. It brings you into the space. It prepares you to have this conversation to hear the information. And so I will always invite you to join me in a check-in question. Sometimes they are fun and playful. Sometimes they are a meditation, a moment for mindfulness. But they're always intended to help bring you into this space, into this staff meeting at the Corporate Coven. Thank you for joining me. Let's talk about the major transits for this week. We're looking at the week of November 12th through November 18th, and we see two major transits or planetary alignments happening at the beginning and at the end of the week. And of course, there's always noise in the middle. So the major transit at the beginning of the week is on Monday. It's actually like middle of the night, depending on your time zone, right? 2.30-ish a.m. Monday morning, we have the exact new moon in Scorpio. And then later this week, on November 18th, we see that the sun will be conjunct Mars, or I should say Mars will be conjunct the sun. So it's a very Mars week. It's a very Mars week. And you could say it's a very Scorpionic week. However, there's a lot of noise happening in the Taurian aspect of our charts with Jupiter and Uranus and the moon, the sun and Mars will be kind of moving through that space, riling everything up. So think about the last 18 months while the North node has been in the sign of Taurus and the South node has been transiting the sign of Scorpio. It's been an invitation for beginnings and endings in these areas of our charts, these polar houses in our charts. And some of that which you would have maybe considered resolved or taken care of, I was done with that. We closed that chapter at the last eclipse. There's something being tested this week in this space. And I talk about it a little bit more in the script. So we will continue moving forward when we get to the astrology weather. Um, something that I did a little bit differently this time as I was preparing to record this episode, because I'm recording it late because of the, you know, the busy week that I've had. So I'm recording this on Sunday night. I'll publish it tonight and then it will be ready for everyone to listen to in the morning. 
but before this episode, as I was doing my ritual that I do as I prepared, you know, these podcasts, I pulled some tarot. I did some cardomancy. I haven't been sharing these on my Instagram stories for no other reason other than I've been a little bit busier and I just haven't prioritized it. But I brought that in for myself and I used three different decks. I used the Morgan Greer Tarot, which has been shown on my Instagram stories before and is my most popular one that I read with clients. I used the Career Values Card Sort by Richard Nodell, which is a card sort that I started using in my master's program with career clients and I continue using. And then I also used the Career Drivers by Bridge Drivers. Bridge is a learning management system that I was networking with them at an HR conference and they gave me this cute little deck for like career drivers. And so I used all three of them and they've all three have like shown up on my Instagram in one form or another. So you'll be familiar with them if you've been following my work for some time. The cards that I pulled were from the Morgan Greer Tarot, the Wheel of Fortune. From the Career Values, I pulled Stability. And from the Career Drivers, I pulled Diversity. And I pulled these cards at the beginning, and I remember just looking at them and thinking, what? (laughs) These all feel kind of at odds with one another. You know, the Wheel of Fortune... Time is always moving. It's cyclical. Nothing lasts forever. Seasons come and go. We change. We evolve. And then stability. The card reads, have a work routine and job duties that are largely predictable and not likely to change over a long period of time. Matched with the card, diversity. What drives your career? Diversity. Diversity of thought, diversity of environment, diversity of work, diversity of audience. It seems confusing. It's these things that are kind of seemingly at odds with one another. And it didn't really make a lot of sense to me, but I continued on scripting and I noticed that actually it makes perfect sense when you see the weather day by day. I'm really excited to share this with you. I share even more about the new moon in Scorpio on my newsletter. Members of the Corporate Coven newsletter received an email from me this morning with a new moon ritual because I shared that witches in the coven were invited to be part of a group ritual wherein we are manifesting spells for success, prosperity, and resilience. And some folks were sharing their goals and I actually shared that out with the group. And I'll read some of them here on the podcast as well. But I just want to say that I always will give more information about the new moon and the full moon every month in those newsletters. There's usually like a tarot spread or a ritual of some kind, um, some deeper astrological insight, specific horoscopes for your rising sign. You name it. Those are contained all in the newsletter. So make sure that if you're not signed up already, you head to my website, thatwitchfromwork.com, and you join. But before we get into the day-by-day forecast, let's review phase management. For those of you that might be new to the podcast, in phase management, this is my riff on the idea of project management. And it's a concept that based on what the moon in particular is doing, we have a better understanding of what work will be like, our own energy throughout work and the energy or the experience of our coworkers and our teams as well. The lunar phases 
are a really accessible and easy introductory point into the world of astrology and manifesting intentions with the lunar cycle. So I love bringing you this part of the podcast. We elevate it a bit by talking about the modality of the moon at the beginning and end of the week, as well as the zodiac series or like the zodiac part of the wheel. Um, sorry, it's late. I'm feeling I'm not making sense, but the part of the wheel that the moon will be moving through those zodiac signs. So this week, like the weeks before, we see the moon beginning and ending in a fixed sign. This, of course, is making our weekends feel like we are committing to something, sustaining something, trying to stabilize an experience or a project or a relationship. The moon will be moving through the zodiac sign of Scorpio through Sagittarius into Capricorn and into Aquarius. Now, in these signs, the moon is in fall and in detriment and just in awkward spaces. So the moon is in fall in Scorpio. This is the opposite of Taurus, where the moon finds herself in exaltation, celebrated. Not only does the moon get to do what she wants to do, she does it with ease and everyone feels really grateful and recognizes her commitment and her contributions. In Scorpio, the moon doesn't get to do what she wants to do. She doesn't get to use tools that she feels familiar with, and she doesn't get to be around people who necessarily respect and recognize her unique way of going about doing the work. In Capricorn, the moon is in detriment. So this is the opposite of the home sign of the moon. So again, the moon doesn't really get to do what she wants to do. And if she does, it's not going about it in the way that feels natural or intuitive. It might be working without passion, without motivation, or without resources. It's working out of preference, really, and it will have varying levels of severity. Of course, you know, in Scorpio, we expect it to feel more severe, more exhausting. The moon is working out of preference right now. But in Sagittarius, it may not feel as intense, as frustrating, but it's still not where the moon maybe wants to be, where she feels at home and comfortable doing the task. In my offsite this week, for work, I was actually reminded of the importance of having language and clarity around preferences for yourself and with your team. We use the Myers-Briggs type indicator uh, in my workplace, and I just think it's so valuable having tools like personality assessments, like the MBTI or the Enneagram or the DISC assessments or the four lenses or true colors or there's, you know, whatever they are. There's so many of them, the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment as well as tools like astrology and human design to describe our preferences. I definitely have a clear preference for using your natal chart. Um, I definitely felt that on the offsite this week where we started talking about, you know, MBTI and the preferences. There is goodness there. There is, you know, a richness there and it just falls short in a way that astrology can really come forward. But I wanted to offer that perspective because when we say things like, oh, the moon is in fall, the moon is in detriment, sometimes it can be really like difficult to understand because you're like, well, what does that mean? What does the moon want? What does Capricorn need? And that's a lot to remember. But if you can just remember, like it's like working out of preference. It's like writing with your non-dominant hand. Um, you know, it's it's reading 
the website with the words all jumbled up. There's like a, a view that you can have. My coworker was showing me this recently. This is what you get for working with a bunch of educators. But there are things that you can do to your website to show you what it or how it would be experienced by a person with dyslexia. And it jumbles up the letters, right? Because that's how it looks for someone with dyslexia. That's what it's like. It's like trying to read, but everything's like mixed up. Like you can you can read it. It just might take you a little bit longer. Your eyes will be more tired. And it's definitely not like as comfortable as when everything is, you know, spelled the way that you're expecting it to be. So the moon's going to be having that experience. Sometimes it's really, really severe and it's really hard. Other times it's not as bad. It's not as difficult. We're not as tired. But either way, the moon's journey this week is going to be exhausting. It's going to be exhausting. We begin in the new moon phase and then we move through to the crescent lunar phase. This is all about setting intentions and they will be immediately tested and challenged. This is your first obstacle, actually, is moving into the crescent lunar phase. And representative of the energy and the force and the will and the determination for a seedling to burst through the crust of the earth and begin to grow. That's what it takes this week. We have a group manifestation I have a quick ritual on there and I say quick, there's a few steps, there's some small recommendations, but I don't want to understate that while it may not be, you know, create this exaggerated crystal grid mandala and chant this thing, you know, 108 times or whatever, it may not be like that, but that's because the real test here, the real challenge to seeing it through is actually going to be an internal battle. It matters a little bit less what you have on your altar at this time and more what you have internally, your mindset, your resilience, your focus, your attention, your commitment to seeing it through. So stay focused this week because as the moon moves forward through the crescent lunar phase and begins to grow in light, you too will begin to grow in light in vitality, in energy. But it's not going to be easy. It's hard. It takes work. Mars, like I said earlier, is a key player this week in his home sign of Scorpio. Mars has two homes, Aries and Scorpio. So think of Aries as more of like this summer home where he gets to be outside, working, playing, moving, and he's getting cut, scraped, bit, burned, you name it. And then in Scorpio, Aries is in his winter home where everything is intentionally and thoughtfully placed and used because it is about survival. It's critical to have these things. In Utah, we are already getting snow in the mountains and my family does some winter activities. So when I was thinking about this concept of like, you know, Mars is the big player this week. Mars is in his winter home. What does that mean? What does it feel like? It reminded me that my husband, the last few winters has snowshoed up to the family cabin, dug it out of the snow and like camped in the cabin. It's like this old little hunting cabin on some BLM property. And he, on the hikes, you know, he's had like a snowshoe break. He's like fallen down into not his entire body, but like a shoe, like broke through a top layer of ice and some water, like on a lake that they have to snowshoe over. 
and, you know, digging for hours, like trying to just like get into the cabin, setting up the generator and the solar panel and like all these other things. Like it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of work. And on trips like this, you don't bring a ton of excess food or equipment. You can't. It's too hard to pack it all in. It's too much, right? You're tired. You're exhausted. You have to conserve your energy. You bring enough food to last and a specific amount of gas just for the generator. So this is where Mars is right now. He's in his winter cabin where instead of bursting out spontaneously like an Aries, he is meticulous and calculated and where he strikes and where he puts his energy is strategic and thought out. That's the energy this week. It's about bursting forward into light. That's the moon moving from the new moon phase and the darkness into the crescent where we see the light returning. But it's thoughtful. It's focused. It's targeted, right? Okay, so this is what's happening this week. Let's go through it day by day. Again, we're looking at the weekly forecast. We're looking at the astro weather day by day for November 12th through November 18th. Let's quickly recap on Sunday because it's basically over by the time I'm recording this. But again, part of what makes astrology so powerful and useful to us is that it can be used for both looking forward and anticipating what is to come as well as looking backwards and seeing what has occurred through a new lens. And that's what we'll be doing with Sunday. So Sunday morning, the moon was opposite Jupiter. The moon is inching closer towards an opposition to Uranus and a conjunction with Mars, Mars, which is kind of like scary territory. This is a pretty intense aspect going on between Mars and Uranus right now. And it's just getting tighter and tighter. And the moon's moving towards that. And as I was scripting this out, I got like this, you know, I, I started seeing the scene and I think it's the two towers where Frodo, Sam and Smeagol are crossing over the marshes and these dead soldiers pull Frodo under the water. It's kind of how it felt like the moon is like, you know, Sam and Frodo moving through. But then the Mars Uranus is like the swamplands and it just feels really dangerous feels really intense and maybe you'll get through it with a little bit of help, but that doesn't mean that you'll get through it unscathed. The opposition to Jupiter might just feel like having the short end of the stick. You know, like you just have a difficult path to walk. Woe is me is the attitude, but this could be channeled into motivation or striving for a resolve of those feelings. You know, could that inspire you into action? Did it inspire you into action? We get the new moon in Scorpio at 2 a.m. Monday morning in Utah, and it is opposite Uranus and conjunct Mars. And we actually wake up to that moon-Mars conjunction around 7 a.m. on Monday. Um, I shared a new moon ritual again with the Corporate Coven newsletter for witches in the coven working to reach their goals. You are all invited, whether you were on the newsletter or not, whether you got to share your goals with the group or not, you're welcome to find yourself in ritual to manifest success prosperity and resilience in the pursuit of your goals. And we're working on some pretty cool things. Here are some things that witches in the corporate coven are working on. These are folks who submitted it through the podcast as well as on my Instagram. We have Reiki master certification and getting my business up and running, which is so exciting. Succeeding in my current career as my authentic self using my best strengths. Hashtag not a corporate clone. Amen. 
Leveling up at work is my authentic self and using my real strengths. I'm different from most of my coworkers and I want to be embraced for what I bring instead of trying to bring someone I'm not. A personal goal of writing a book, publish it and all. Writing fiction and nonfiction books on healing relationships, starting my business, working on getting paid more. All of these incredible, amazing goals from the witches in the corporate coven. And I'm so excited about this group ritual that we're doing together. Um, I'll share a little bit of what I'm doing for the new moon on my Instagram. So be sure to follow me there and check it out. I am just so honored to be able to share this space with you. And I'm really, really excited. So let's go ahead and talk about Monday because again, we have the new moon in like the middle of the night. But for me, so long as the moon is in the sign of Scorpio, it's still a good time to craft and to cast. Now, I mentioned there's a lot happening, right? There's the Mars conjunction. There's the Uranus opposition. So on the newsletter is where I talked about ways to work with this new moon, ways to manifest with this new moon while being mindful of the relationships dynamic, the relationship dynamics in the chart. Okay, so again, I always provide more detail and more context on my newsletter, which is why you want to make sure that you're signed up. And that you want to be part of both the staff meeting where I talk about the lunation as well as the newsletter because I talk about it in both spaces, but in different ways and to different depths. So we're going to move on past the new moon. Um, one thing that I mentioned is, you know, you'll be immediately tested, which is why we're talking about resilience. It's not just about success and abundance and prosperity. It's about resilience because your commitment is being challenged. Can you prove to yourself that you are committed to the dream? Moon conjunct Mars brings an intense focus and an emotional tie to the work and to the process. The moon will try Neptune. And so this could feel like overwhelm having a wave of it hit you. And it could be a moment of like feeling like you're drowning a bit. You'll come up for air around 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. When the moon moves into Sagittarius, the moon will immediately square Saturn in Pisces, though. And so even though it might feel like a relief to finally breathe in, like you're not in the depths of the Scorpio and the Pisces, you know, with Neptune and Mars, but your lungs and your body still need time to recover. If anyone's like really struggle trying to uh, swim to the surface and you're just feeling like you're not going to make it like it burns. It hurts to breathe. It's like coming up too quickly from scuba diving and getting the bends. That's what it's going to feel like. You know, there's like some relief that night on Monday night, but it's still going to be like, Oh my God, like I am not well, I'm not under the water anymore, but I'm still not totally well. So Monday sounds like a lot. Monday sounds like a whole lot. Um, and again, one of the things I love most about astrology is recognizing that this is just a cycle and that it won't last forever. This is the moon, um, in fall. Okay. So this is the moon in the space where she's not really comfortable, but that doesn't mean that you can't do great things. These are where we have opportunities to stretch and to grow. It's where we feel like, like I just, I just cannot go anymore. And yet we persist and we do the horrors persist. And so do you. On Tuesday morning, the moon is conjunct Mercury and Sagittarius, and you'll find it easy to share big ideas. You'll be more charismatic or gregarious in how you connect 
and speak. And this could bring in some positive relationships that could help you bring these ideas, these dreams, these goals, whatever it is to life. We see a sextile to Venus here, which is really supportive, right? Today could bring in something very unexpected or surprising. Well, well, um, you know, maybe not surprising, but destabilizing when it comes to Scorpio and Taurus, those parts of your chart, as the sun in Scorpio forms an opposition to Uranus retrograde at 21 degrees. So it's a little bit brighter, but then it's like disrupted again, right? Of like, oh, like things are looking up, but bam, something else is happening. And, and you might have a little bit of help, which is nice, but it's still really stressful because sometimes it's harder to work with people. You're grateful for the helping hands, but now you have to spend more time training and teaching and communicating, right? So it's kind of this, and again, remember like the tarot and the cards that I pulled at the beginning before I even started scripting, where I was like, this doesn't really make sense. Like the wheel of fortune, stability, diversity, those, those all kind of feel like, I don't know, at odds, almost like an opposition might. Interesting. Let's keep going. Wednesday, the moon forms a trine to the north node, and you're probably feeling more motivated and optimistic. There is something to do with Chiron there, so you might just be conscious that it's a choice to put on the rose-colored glasses. Like You know that you're seeing the world through rose-colored glasses, but so what? So what if they call you naive? Just go for it. Start. You'll find your footing along the way, right? You know, a few of the people had these goals of, starting your own business, getting the certification, booking something, right? Like go for it this week, go do it this week. You'll find your footing along the way, right? Well, on Thursday, the Capricorn moon Thursday morning will make sure that you find your footing as a Capricorn moon usually will. You're in a good position to get help from the connections that you made on Monday. So if a helping hand is there, reach out and take it. In a square to Venus, the moon will want to make sure to state the expectations and the group norms early to avoid any unnecessary confusion or frustration. The moon will form a trine to Jupiter retrograde, and this could be making amends for the woe is me storyline from Sunday this week, right? Any fantasy founds out there? I haven't read the wheel of time, but I am like watching it with my partner. The wheel weaves where the will wills or something like that, right? Accepting that the diversity, the variety, the randomness, and the overall chaos of life, just accepting that that's just inherent is almost how you find stability through all of this. You know, looking at the tarot card, the wheel of fortune, it just makes you think like we are the hub of the wheel and everything else is happening around us. And this is how we use astrology to interpret our personalities or the events around us. In the Wheel of Fortune, we explore more of those like cycles of life. And we realize that it's the entire journey who makes us who we are. And we cannot have triumph without the suffering, the love without the loss, and the contentment without the rage. It's a lot to feel on a Thursday. On Friday, the moon trines Uranus and moves towards a conjunction with Pluto. Ride the waves and keep your feet moving on uneven earth. On Saturday, we have an Aquarius moon. Mars will cross through the heart of the sun and is in a trine to Neptune retrograde. So this is a wet day. It's a super wet day, lots of water. I'm thinking about the activities I have planned. And it's gonna be a lot of grocery shopping actually as I'm getting ready to help host Thanksgiving with my family next week. Mars will bring in the focus and the drive 
Just make sure that, again, you're getting what is critical and necessary to survive. All right, team, we're going to end it there. Short episode this week, but we're speaking to what matters the very most. I'm exhausted, and this is a big, another big week ahead of me for work. And then I'll be out the following week, but I'm going to be, you know, hosting Thanksgiving and doing all of that. I'm not hosting at home, I'll be traveling. And so, I am going to attempt to not be super MIA on my social media and just to like bring you guys along with me and share my, you know, what I'm doing and where I'm at and what I'm moving through. And I have so much that I'm working on behind the scenes right now that I'm making no promises. If you don't hear from me, don't let that stop you from reaching out. I'd love to see pictures of what you're doing right now, pictures of your rituals. Show me what it looks like to get your Reiki certification. Tag me in your art. Let me know about the promotion. Reach out and tell me how it went for you. Um, If you, again, are an entrepreneur, a corporate witch, a witch at work, or a witch with a passion for personal and professional development, these episodes are made for you. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of The Corporate Coven. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Corporate Coven podcast. Before we wrap up this mystical journey, I would invite you to share your feedback on the episode and leave a rating for the Corporate Coven podcast. If you found value in this content, share it with another witch at work. With over 100 episodes, there is a lot more cosmic career advice to be explored. Until next time, may your ventures be guided by the stars and may you remember that you hold the power to manifest the extraordinary. I'll see you in the next episode.